Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. This is another episode of American Hammers Radio, episode number 11. I am your host, Tex, of the Fresno Irons, and joined as always by Zach from D.C., the curly-headed legend, the man who always can, always on the attack with the fun facts. Welcome in, Zach. How are you doing today? And by the way, for all of our all of us listening, DC does not stand for District of Columbia anymore. It stands for Districts of Champions. If you don't already know, Zach is a massive District of Columbia, pardon me, District of Champions fan. And uh, the Washington Nationals, for all of our American listeners, you know what they have done, beating the Dodgers, now beating the St. Louis Cardinals, and are heading into the World Series. So Zach is on cloud nine right now, so we need to uh, make sure that we appreciate and rep and understand and represent him properly. Zach, congratulations on your team. I am very proud of you. Thank you. I was actually there last night. I could not believe it. I was there with a friend of mine. And at, at, after the last out, I said, I don't believe this. I can't feel my legs. I could not feel my legs. I could not feel most of my, at my extremities other than my chest. And that's about it. Like my legs are going to feel, my arms are going to feel, even though I kept a steady camera all night. I just felt this is incredible and I have no idea what to do with myself. I felt, oh. the, I felt the exact same way when the Capitals won last year. Yeah, last year. Jesus, so it's been over a year. Um, when the Caps won the Stanley Cup and even won the Eastern Conference Finals. I had no idea what to do with myself. I'm like, what do I do with myself? I'm not used to this. This is so bizarre. What do I do with my hands? Uh, That kind of brings me into my question for you. We have no game to recap. So I thought it would be fun if you and I shared, what do you do with yourself on a non-West Ham weekend, one of the one of the absolutely despised international breaks that we have to deal with way too often, I feel. What do you do with yourself? What is a weekend like with Zach without West Ham? Well, so this Friday, I took uh, Gabby, who I've been promoting, by the way, all, like since the beginning of this podcast started, um, to the USA-Cuba match down at Audi Field in D.C., um, in which Cuba lost 7 nothing to the U.S., unfortunately. But it was fun. It was her first ever soccer game. She liked it. Um, and she wants to go back. She wants to come for more soccer games. So um, in the winter, I'm hoping to be able to get bring her up to Towson uh, for a Baltimore Blast game in the Major American Soccer League, MA, Major Arena Soccer League, excuse me, MASL. Um, by the way, check your local listings, look online. There may be an MASL team closer to you than you may think. Um, because indoor soccer is the way of the future, and it's fantastic. Especially considering the fact that most teams play when it's 20 degrees in the middle of January. And no one wants to play outside in 20-degree weather. Not even the Russians. I'm going to uh, tell you that I like everything that you've said, and Gabby seems like a very lovely lovely lady Um, one day day i'll bring her on the podcast one day i swear to god she wants to come on i think i'm I'm a little disappointed in your decision here to take her to a baltimore blast game zach 
you need to go ahead and show her the true greatest soccer club in the world and get her to come watch a West Ham United match with your beloved DC Irons. Hang on. One step at a time. You cannot. You do not jump. To, you do not go from home. You do not go from first base to home plate without a base clearing. Base clearing knock. You need to take it one step at a time. If that means you need to go from first to second, you do it. If you need to go from sec first to third, you do it. But you do not. But you will get there eventually. And I know I will get there eventually with her. And I know everyone's going to like turn around and look at me and look at her and be like, what's going on here? And I have a bunch of questions. So I want to ease her into the game. She's never been before. Um, she's doesn't, she doesn't understand the finer points of the game. I had to explain who Christian Pulisic is to her, but she seemed to, she enjoyed herself. She enjoyed the drinking aspect of the game. So come springtime, we, at once Notre Dame football's over, we will definitely go when she has a Saturday or Sunday off in the morning. Uh, first off, um, now I'm even more offended. Um, Zach, I don't know how old you are. Maybe you're 80, 85. But the, the problem comes in for me is that what you need to do is let's understand something. There's a few things in life I know. No girl goes to a baseball game to see a single. They go to see the home run. So you swing for the fences, buddy. Chicks dig the long ball. West uh, is the long ball. Uh, excuse me. You take her to the pub. You buy her a beer. You get her to sing a song. And you make her West Ham United. So uh, therefore, I'm a little offended that you're going to sit there and try to ease her into this. Nobody gets eased into West Ham United. You get thrown into the deep end. You understand the despair we go through. It is just absolute torture, but it's a life we've all chosen and we all love. Ichiro Suzuki. Ichiro Suzuki had uh, a great statement about the long ball because he's only hit like he's hit less than 50 home runs in his entire major league career that um, he says the chicks may need a long ball, but I don't, I, I love beating out a bunt single or whatever. Every now and again, I'll flirt with a home run and hit one out, but every that's every now and again, I don't like doing it on an everyday basis. And so he does, he beats out an infield single. He beats out a bunt single. He beats those out because he can, he feels that he could do better with speed than he can do with hitting a long ball. And for that, I tip my cap to Ichiro. I wish him all the best in retirement. I loved Ichiro as a player. He's one of my favorite players out of Japan. I did a whole – I took a class on um, on Japanese literature, and I did a whole – my final project was on Japanese baseball, which is why I understand the concept of wa. But, yes, I, I'm going right to the last podcast. But that's why I understand the concept of wa and understand team unity like that because of Ichiro and because of – Tom Selleck and be, and Mr. Baseball and because of everything like that. That's why baseball is so great in Japan. But because like because of that, Ichiro is fantastic and Ichiro needs to is revered in Japan as one of the all-time greats. And that's why we're gonna have a whole new wave of generation of kids who are trying to be like Ichiro, who who will not be hitting long balls out out of that are from Japan, but they are hitting bunt singles and they're hitting infield singles and they're running everything out. And I, as a man, as a manager of youth, of youth baseball, and as a manager, now I'm watching baseball, I'm becoming more and more of a armchair manager. 
It's I'm yelling and screaming. I want those people. I want those people who are willing to beat the living shit out of an infield single. A little dribbler back to the pitcher. They're in first base. What the hell is that? I want that. I want that in a team. Well, Sorry. I respectfully disagree, and thank you for the Japanese baseball lesson, but I think the law that needs to be happening is the West Ham law, yes. and we need to get her involved in this thing because the more, the merrier. Now, we all heard what Zach does on his weekend, so here's what it's like. That's only one thing. That's a, I got a whole bunch of things I do on the weekend. I, I mostly, I mostly, because I sell on eBay, I mostly take photos for eBay, Turn around and sell them on at night or on Sunday, and then Sundays I'm watching NFL. I'm sitting on my couch listing photos. So that's about it. That's my weekend mostly. Well, we've added a new a new element. Uh, so we take pictures and we don't take uh, and, and we go to soccer games with pretty girls. So it sounds like already you're off to a better start than me. Uh, what do I do with myself on a weekend? What's it like to hang out with Tex from the Fresno Irons on a weekend? Ooh, ooh, ooh. So, so, do you eat pizza for breakfast? Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't, sometimes I don't even know if I know how to make breakfast, so uh, that doesn't really come what? into play. But basically, on a Saturday without West Ham, I wake up, there's magically tears in my eyes. I look at my alarm clock, which never goes off, because um, if you know anything about the West Coast and the Premier League, our games start at 4.30, 7.30, and 9.30, which are incredibly early times on the Saturday when you're trying to sleep in. It's not fun. You you East Coast guys get it easy. When you get those 7.30 starts, I love watching those posts like, oh, man, it's, we got an early one. You don't know what early is. Early is 4.30 a.m. in Fresno, California, opening up Full Circle Brewing Company for 25 people to watch West Ham take on somebody and hopefully not lose and ruin your whole day. So that that is kind of a, it's a sad existence for me. Um, sometimes I, I go walk around and uh, I walk in front of Full Circle Brewing Company, the home of the Fresno Irons, and I just stare at the door and it's closed and I'm sad because I want to go partake in the beautiful golden goodness of those beers that flow ever so beautifully inside. But unfortunately, I'm unable to do so on those days. So then I call a couple of the Fresno Irons, like the Godfather, and he's like, why are you calling me so early? I want to sleep. Leave me alone, Kyle. It's not a West Ham weekend. And it's, you know, I, I, I get very um, lonely, and um, I, I long for my Fresno Iron brothers. Um, so what is it like with Kyle on a non-West Ham weekend? It's very sad. I think the soundtrack would be Dashboard Confessional. Mm -hmm. Um and I think uh, if I have, it's not Helena by My Chemical Romance. Oh come on now, we're not. We don't like to get that heavy. And <laughs> we don't hate our fathers that much. So, um, but really, what it comes down to for um, the lone Fresno Iron is it's a very lonely. Uh, I, I find myself watching Dirty Dancing and crying from time to time, and I I just keep repeating to myself, I did the best I could. I did the best I could. <laughs> Um, but that really is what it's like on a weekend without West Ham United. But thank God, Zach, we are back this weekend. And Woo! yes, we have an early one. Um, for you out there on the East Coast, it starts at 7.30 a.m. And for us out here on the left coast, uh, excuse me, West Coast, it starts at 4.30 a.m. Um, and so it's going to be an early one. 
We take on the blue side of the Gooners up in Liverpool as we take on Everton. Um, Antonio remains out. We all know the injury about Fabianski. I was crossing my fingers we may see Antonio back because I know that he's ahead of schedule, but unfortunately that's not going to happen. Nobody of note is really out for Everton that is a major player. Um, They do have some injuries, but nobody of significant note, which means – we will see Richardson, and Richardson is clearly their most dangerous player, along with um, the former Swansea man, um, and his name escapes me right when I'm trying to say it, um, but he is their um, he is their talisman. He is the guy that's going to definitely be trying to make plays all through the middle of the field, uh, the Icelandic international. Oh, gosh, why can't I remember his name, Zach? Hang on. Um, he is uh, definitely going to be a guy that we are going to have to deal with and figure out a way to. Gilfie Seegerson. Exactly. See, you know, when you have a name like Gilfie, it's hard to remember. It sounds like you should have been a character in Lord of the Rings. Um, but Gilfie. Fucking Newfie. <laughs> Gilfie Seegerson is, is hands down a guy that. Um, as you know, I've always said this, when you are linked to West Ham United, you tend to score on West Ham United. He was a guy heavily linked to West Ham United a couple of years ago, ended up signing for Everton and bypassing West Ham. Um, so that is definitely a guy to keep your eyes on. So looking at those facts there, Zach, what do you need to see from West Ham United? What are your keys to the game as we walk into Goodison Park on Saturday morning? So, Goodison, so Everton has a problem. Um, to quote, to paraphrase, Alexis is on fire. They have a crisis on their hands, and they have no idea what to do with it. Um, hang on, I I pulled up a um, where is it? Shit, I had a article up from Sky Sports about. Yeah, here we go. What's wrong? What is going wrong with Marcus Silver at Everton? This was posted on the 16th, uh, today, actually, um, about the fact that they do not have any direction. Um, and when things are going well for them, they play good football. Silva, the manager, has a plan which he has implemented well, and they play to it when it's going well. When it does, But as soon as they go behind and there are issues, they crumble like a house of cards. Um, Silva has said that they have not shown enough strength or of character and not even said after one of their recent defeats that too many of his players were hiding on the pitch, and this is fundamental. This exact this sounds exactly like he's a Russian manager for a Russian club. When you go behind in a Russian match, you, a Russian club match, you are gone. You are done. You do not come from behind unless you have an extreme a team that has an extreme will. Other than that, you're fucked. You're absolutely fucked. And. It shows they are the one of the bottom teams in the Premier League, and they will not get. They do not want to get above that. They want to go down, and it's sad for all the Toffee fans out there, which is not me, which is a friend of mine. But he, but I haven't seen him in like actually four plus years, so I really don't care about Robert. But that's his problem, not mine. And so it's one of those things that he's just like, I like I don't want to go down, but I'm like. You need a new manager, and they probably do need a new manager if they want to stay up. So what do you what do you need to see from West Ham United, and what are your keys to the game? So from West Ham, 
must have, I want to see consistency. I want to see clean, crisp passing. I want to see sharp, clean, crisp shots on goal. Clean, crisp opportunities. Clean and crisp is just my motto to the game. Clean and crisp is everything that I want to see. Do I need to get Kirky Crisp and clean it with a wind, with Windex and a Mr. Clean Sponge? I'll be glad to. But that's what I want to see. I want to see passes that go from foot to foot. I want to see shots that go from foot to back of the net. I want to see things that look clean and look in sync. And Yermolenko, by the way, Yermolenko pushed Ukraine over the edge and got them a qualification to 2020 in Europe. So first off, congratulations to Yermo. But that's, that's, that is the type of clean and crisp we need to see for West Ham to for win this game and to give everyone, every single West Ham supporter, hope and love. I, I, I think you make some good points there, Zach. I, I think uh, for me, it's just a mentality thing. I want to see West Ham stay hungry no matter what. Last week, we took an early, I mean, we took a lead against Crystal Palace, ended up faltering, giving up two goals late. Regardless if it was VAR going against us, unlucky, whatever it may be, nonetheless, I felt like once West Ham United scored that goal, they backed off. And what I would really like to see in this game, and what I, I think clearly is the key to the game, is West Ham United have to be the team that no matter what, they are never satisfied on the pitch. No matter how many times they get a goal or no how many times the shot goes missing, they're never satisfied. I want to see that mentality of a dog out there. I want to see the fight never go away. Um, I want to see the constant pressure because the one thing is, and you mentioned it, is if you can get on top of Everton, they're going to crumble. And I think that should be the mentality. Let's... Let's put them in their place. Let's beat them down like they should be beat down. I think Everton is a team reeling. I think that uh, Marco Silva, you know, I, I never really understood the hype behind him. I was never one of the people that really wanted him to come be West Ham's manager. Um, nonetheless, what ends up happening is he gets, you know, he obviously gets to where he wants to go when he gets to Everton. How he got there may have been some shady ways to do it, but he ends up in Everton and now it's kind of showing when you act like a bitch and you do things like that, it's a situation, at least for me, where I'm just kind of what he's done because I think he may have lost the locker room. He may have. Um, we don't know because it's still relatively early and I don't think their skid has been going too long, maybe three or four games. Um, but th this is a moment of truth for Marco Silva, which always scares me when West Ham get into a match against a team like this, because, you know, there's nothing worse than a cornered animal and they're kind of cornered right now. And I think if West Ham United are going to be the team, we think they are this season to have a, a realistic shot to finish in a European place, they're going to have to put them away and they're going to have to beat them down like they should. And I think when I look at the lineups, I think West Ham are clearly better in at least nine of the 11 positions, uh, eight, eight at the fewest. So we are the better side. And I would love to see them go out there and put that team away, especially if they get a goal in the first 20 minutes and then add one late and go in at halftime with a 2-0 lead and be able to walk out on the pitch in the second half, uh, brimming with confidence and buzzing and you know, end up getting a third and let's get a clean sheet and let's put this team away and let's show them what that, that crystal palace game was just a fluke. It was a joke. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I just want to see West Ham United 
do what I think they're capable of. But that leads me into the score prediction, Zach. And this is always where the real uh, text comes out. I'm going to let you start. What is your score prediction final for this match? So it's going to be anywhere between from 8-2 to two West Ham to 2-1 to one West Ham. And I don't know what West Ham we're going to see. And this is the problem that we have coming out of the international break. We do not have any sort of consistency. If we had consistency, if this was just like we took, let's say the whole team never got picked for any anything. Let's pretend they all played for, I don't know, insert country here that, let's say Greenland, because they don't, they're not part of UEFA or CONCACAF or anything. Let's say they got picked for Greenland. They would not be in the international break, so they would have time off. They may have stayed home. They may have gone to, I don't know, Abu Dhabi, which is where a lot of professional footballers in England play, like go to in their weekends off. But if they stayed here, they would have had time to, go, to work on the synchronization. They would have time to work on everything. Um, we could have easily won this game into two. But because of the fact that a lot of, a lot of people played, went out and played for a bunch of other teams, uh, countries-wise, we don't know. So that being said... I could easily see a three to three to one or four to one a victory for us. So you started off taking all the score predictions, eight one all the way down to two one, and now you've narrowed it into a three or four one. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, I am I am trying to work this out as because gambling is now legal in the US and most states, I'm trying to work it out for all the gamblers in the US. So there we go. All right, so I, I, I don't see a 3-1 or 4-1. I have to respectfully disagree. Um, it's an away match in the Premier League. Um, as much as it pains me to say this, I am going to be rooting my ass off for West Ham, and I hope I have to eat my words on this. I hope I do. I hope we come on next week, Zach, and you make fun of me for this. But I really see a 1-1 draw. I see a draw in this game, and the reason why is because I think West Ham are going to come out firing. I think we get the first goal. Um, but I think in typical West Ham fashion, I think you have to learn how to put your foot on somebody's throat and crush them. And I, I just see something, the ball bouncing our way, VIR getting in the way, a stupid penalty again. Something is going to get Everton back in the game, and I think West Ham will be pushing with not enough time left on the clock to get that uh, vital second goal so I see it 1-1. I don't see West Ham losing this match at all. But I do see a 1-1 draw, and I, I'm praying to God, Zach, that I have to eat my words, and I hope you make fun of me next week when West Ham win this game 2-0. My heart is telling me 2-0, but I'm going to go with my head this week and tell you a 1-1 draw. All right, that takes us into this. Who is your man of the match? Roberto. I think he's going to be... Fantastic. He's going to stand on his head, and we're all going to be like, Roberto, 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 and Fabianski comes back and we're like, who's Fabianski? What's a Fabianski? Okay, first off, that's sacrilegious that you would even say that. I'm a little offended. I think, uh, you know, look, if this was uh, if this was hockey, I'd put you in the penalty box for a couple of minutes on that because Fabianski is a god, and we need to remain, we need to remain loyal to our one true king, 
Lucas Fabi Bianski. Um, so I, I, I have to disagree on that. I don't see Roberto being the man of the match. However, I do see our young rising superstar with all the rumors swirling around with the stupid Man United talk and all that, but it's going to be Declan Rice. He is going to cause havoc in that midfield. He's going to break up play. He's going to get us the ball back. And I'm telling you right now, I don't see Gilfie Sigginson really doing much because I think Declan Rice is going to be in his hip pocket all game long. And I know for a fact to beat Everton, if you stop Gilfie Sigginson and he can't be the table setter for him, you shut down Everton. And I think he'll do it. Um, I really like uh, this match for Declan Rice. Um, all right. So that brings us into this. Um, I need to know this. I should have asked this earlier. My fault. I've gone out of order here a little bit. Who is your goal scorers for West Ham United? You had three goals on the list. Who do you think your goal scorers are? I I think Halair um Halair Halair. It's been over a week. I can't pronounce French right. Um, I think Halair is going to get a goal. I think we're going to see a goal from a substitute. I don't know who's going to be the substitute because I am not Pellegrini. And if I were to say that Pellegrini becomes a super sub off the bench, you would all hang me outside. My no, actually, you would crucify me because he's too too damn old. <laughs> but we're going to get a goal from a substitute. I don't know who comes who he comes in for, but we're going to get a goal from a substitute. And then we're going to get a goal from the defensive. I think we're going to – Rice is finally going to get a goal. He's going to get this beautiful, beautiful goal that we're all going to be screaming about next week. And we're going to be shit, sitting here ripping, off, ripping out things. I Whether wiring or hair, we're going to be ripping out things. I watched last week, and I've been very critical of this guy, very critical, and I don't believe he's the right center back to be in there, but I watched his headers this last week, and he was starting to do some dangerous things, and I think he's going to get a goal this week on a set piece. I'm calling it. Uh, Angel Agbana is going to get on the score sheet. I'm a believer in that. I like that. Uh, he is, uh, he's looking good. He's looking very dangerous on set pieces. He's been unlucky with a couple of wide shots. Um, so I think this week he's going to find the back of the net. So I, I'm calling um, Angel Agbana to get West Ham's only goal for my prediction, although I hope that I'm wrong. Um, all right, so this is the time, the, the favorite part of everybody's, uh, of the show. Everybody loves it. Um, I've gotten emails from the Pope about it. He always tunes in for it. Um, Kermit the Frog is a giant fan. Miss Piggy, you saved their relationship. Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy with this segment. So I want to say thank you for that because we all know that that could go very poorly. But it is now time for the Zach attack on Everton. Zach, take it away. So for those of you listening, who knew that Everton, that Goodison Park held the first ever baseball game? Played in the UK by MLB teams. Sure of hands. No one? Okay. So the Chicago White Sox beat the New York Giants 16 to 11 in an exhibition game in front of 2,500 people. Um, if you type in Goodison Park Baseball, there's a, there's a tweet by old time baseball photos, and the, like, the whole lower field, is, like, lower part of the field is empty. And the top part of the part of the stadium is completely empty, so it's sad. But it is very interesting because of the fact that there was a ground in the UK called base, the Baseball Park. That was so back in the day, baseball actually was more popular than cricket in the UK, and it was vice versa in the US. Cricket was more popular than baseball, and it wasn't. It, 
took a while for them to to switch, but it took a, but it was a while, and so when the baseball park finally got destroyed, it was a sad day in all of UK baseball fans because there was nothing that signified baseball was important in the UK besides that. Then again, the first ever cricket international match was held in Man- downtown Manhattan, and it's now on the spot of a hospital, and there is no plaque, no nothing, despite many, many cricket fans uh, wanting to put a plaque there. Literally, in the entranceway, in the, like, when the automatic doors open, they want a plaque there, and they, wa- they won't allow it, which is completely stupid. I would, I would want, if I, if I ran for president, I would put a plaque there. I would make them put a plaque plaque there because it's important to the history of sport well there you have it the zach attack on everton is a little bit of a fun fact for all of you sports lovers um so real quick that brings us into my favorite segment of the show um it's time for our yellow and red cards so zach who are you going to give your yellow card to this week yellow card goes to the u.s national team hi u.s national team you suck U.S. Federation, you suck even harder. Some, go to fucking hell. You are literally the equivalent of the devil. Actually, no, the devil I support. You are worse than the robot devil in Futurama. You are literally, you literally do not know how to run a business nor how to run anything. If you were to take a dump, you would take a dump wrong. If you were to sneeze, you would sneeze into your hand and then shake, shake somebody's hand with that. You can't do anything right. Just just go home and die. That's all I want. Go home and die. Ooh, that uh, sounds more like a red card, but if that's your yellow card, I'm really worried about your red card. Um, my yellow card is going to go out to the Premier League time, uh, time selectors and uh, the people that organize what time the games are. Uh, I'm going to give you a yellow card. Uh, you make it really hard on the Fresno Irons when you do these early, early games. But it's just a yellow card because I know it's not just all about us. Uh, but, it, you know, uh, there's nothing more frustrating than uh, trying to watch a match at 4.30 a.m. and then West Ham go down 1-0 and I can't drink a beer till 6. So that's a little frustrating for that. So um, I heard your yellow. So who is your red card for? You really want to know. My, my red card goes to Major League Baseball. They have they decided to uh, postpone the Astros Yankees game till tomorrow, which is Thursday, by the way. We're, we're we are recording this on a Wednesday, and they decided to um, postpone this due to rain, even though the rain has stopped in New York by by the time the game was supposed to uh, go off, and it was supposed to be a lot lighter. And so I'm just sitting here watching. I don't know what the hell I'm watching, but there should have been baseball tonight and there's no baseball tonight so i have no idea what the fuck to do <laughs> well your team did have a sweep so i'm waiting i'm dying and waiting well uh for me the red card goes out to every single fresno iron because we are going to be way too intoxicated before the game starts because we have decided to do a lock-in at my apartment so Phil, oh my God. Contact, us, contact us all night long we'll be at 
my apartment complex here in uh, Fresno, California, drinking our faces off. We're going to Uber over to the match at 4.30 a.m. Um, like a bunch of drunken idiots. And then by the time we get to halftime, most of us will probably have already sobered up. So I'm going to go ahead and give us a preemptive red card for anything that we may say and do to each other because uh, we're like typical West Ham fans. We might punch each other, but as always, we do love each other, so we always make up. All right, it's time for everyone's second favorite part of the show. After the Zach attack, it's time for our shameless plug. Zach, what, what do you got to shameless plug for us tonight? Well, so Gabby actually, uh, came in second place in our group for the max for the maximum cover girl um, shoot. However, uh, becoming getting in second place only gets you into the wild card. And she came in fourth in the wild card, sadly. So she is completely out of it, unfortunately. So. Which is a damn shame because she really she has talent. She I know that she will she will eventually be on the cover of Maxim. It may not be this year this year or next year, but she will be. But um, that being said, she want, she said that she wants to promote the B Plus Foundation. B Plus Foundation is a Delaware foundation uh, giving um, that supports children with childhood cancers like lymphoma and whatnot, um, and giving them hope. The future of her sorority was very big. In supporting it, um, so please, if you can, support the uh, B Plus Foundation. Go to Google and type in B Plus Foundation, and you'll you, I mean, you should be 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 in the plus sign on your keyboard. Look at look for the keyboard. It's right next to the delete button. You, you're gonna find it on Google. Just donate to them. They do a great job. I know that they do a great job supporting ch uh, childhood with cancers in Delaware because Delaware is literally the home to Dupont Chemical, and that's not. And we know what Dupont Chemical has done in the past. So support them and support a life for the future. Who knows? They may be a senator from Delaware in the future. You never know. Well, um, my shameless plug is for the party at my apartment complex. Contact the Fresno Irons. Let me know. I'll give you the address. You can come party with Fresno's finest um, and uh, drink it up because it's a 4.30 a.m. match. And we are the most dedicated group in all of Fresno. So we always make sure that we're open for every match, no matter what that start time may say. Um, we're proud to say, believe it or not, Zach, we have not canceled a match in over three years. I'm very proud to say that. Yeah, so I'm hoping... Uh, Hoping that you hit me up and let me know. We do want to try something new coming up for this next uh, show. We're going to try a little uh, fan engagement. Um, hit uh, Like us, comment, send us a message, ask us a question. Whatever question you ask, we're going to try to address on the next show. We're going to block out some time to answer any fan engagement questions. We want to definitely want to make you a part of this. This is the West Ham Community and American Hammers Network. We want to make sure that everybody is all-inclusive and a part of what we are trying to build. So make sure you listen to the podcast, like us, uh, comment, leave a question, and we will do our absolute best to get to it on the next show. Um, thank you so much for listening. This is the American Hammers podcast. Episode number 11 is now concluding. And as always, come on, you are. Support the Nationals, people. Support the Nationals.